1: Commercial free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for free. Just go to slash busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's seriousxm.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, how about this? A three-man booth for National Dave LaGreca Day. That's right. It's my birthday. It's myself. And the world's greatest tag team wrestler, Bully Ray, and the innovator of violence and the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. And boy, do we have a show for you today. How about this? The greatest of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair joins the show. The greatest voice in the history of pro wrestling, Jim Ross, joins the show. Eddie Edwards gets us ready for Slammiversary on Saturday on today's show. And how about this? CEO, president, and owner of AEW, Tony Khan, joins us right before Fight for the Fall. And all that right now on the Busted Open podcast.
3: It is your birthday. You feel like it should be a a national holiday. Yes. And if if we're going to make your birthday a national holiday, we're going to have to bring somebody on that can truly deem Dave LeGrecken's birthday, a national holiday, somebody who has, who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, somebody that you idolize, somebody that me and Tommy idolize, we play ultra respect for. If you're going to have a birthday on busted open, who better to wish you a happy birthday than one of the greatest men who's ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring, the 16-time world heavyweight champion, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Nate, how the hell are you? Look
4: good, man. Happy birthday, Dave LaGreco. Oh, my God. (laughs)
2: Jeez Louise. Rick Flair, the greatest of all time, wishing me a happy birthday. Are you kidding
4: me? I just think it was Tony Khan. Kid? What's that? <laughs> After a Bill looked like that, you think it was Tony Khan? No, <laughs> hell no. I mean, you are the greatest of all. You're the nature boy. You're the greatest
2: of all time. The greatest professional wrestler. The guy they wouldn't. You're not on the Mount Rushmore because it's not a Mount Rushmore. It's a Ric Flairmore.
4: That's the name of the, the Mount. What it, what it is, it has time and humor because uh, he knows all four sides. We call it the four sides of flair. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Hey, Dreamer has been everywhere with me. <laughs> How you guys doing?
2: We're—I mean, we're—we're—I I mean, I am like sweating and about to cry. That the the nature boy Rick Flair, oh, the well, greatest of all. Birthday, man, we love you. Uh, I love you too. Listen to all three. Of you. Are okay. you still all married? <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, I, I made. I've uh, listen. I'm on my third. Uh, my, so, and I'm That's thinking
4: that nothing wrong with that. Hey, a, numbers are a good deal. How about you, Tommy Dreamer? That's the
3: question.
5: <laughs> uh, the divorce papers I are in the mail, that. especially because they're being FedEx since I'm talking to you. They got expedited.
4: <laughs> Tommy, how are you guys uh we're we're
2: awesome how are you man i mean you know like i not, not hey, you don't I'm just so sound alive, alive. you don't just sound alive rick and if, if if it's okay if i call you rick uh um you don't only sound oh, alive please. you sound <laughs> excited you sound passionate you sound like the best you have in years i'm so happy for oh,
4: you i feel great i've been I excited about your birthday then I heard that Bully and uh, Tommy are going to be your co host. So, um, uh, you know, the problem with this pandemic, man, we don't. Well, I haven't seen Tommy in three years or so, but maybe longer, but it keeps us all from getting together and bullshitting. I mean, the wrestling is one thing, meeting in the bar afterwards is the best part of the business. <laughs> there was. So, everybody can wrestle, not everybody can party. <laughs> well, this is true. So At least At least they At least they think They can run I'm (laughs) laughing about that Right now (laughs) A lot of guys Thinking they're wrestling Right now (laughs) Oh God Well,
2: I'm just, uh, you know, it was great seeing you on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. Let me ask you this, because it is my birthday. How should I celebrate my birthday? Like, I'm asking the greatest partier of all time, the man who invented so many slogans that people say when they take a swig of a drink. How should I celebrate my 49th birthday
4: today? Well, you know, here's the thing. What you need to do because of... uh, you know, the problems that we all, on a serious note, that the country is going through with this damn health issue is probably just pack it up for the day. You know, I don't know what your deal is at home. I know what I'd recommend. You know, I'd get a couple Cialis and as much Jack and vodka as you could round up and, you know, to have at it. But, uh, <laughs> otherwise, I just put it on the show. <laughs> That woman has got him strapped down. Jesus. I mean, you talk about two guys that used to have fun. Tommy Dreamer, he was in the bar after they threw me out. What the hell? <laughs> How are you guys doing? That's the question.
3: We're doing great, and I like that idea about the Cialis and the Jack Daniels. Velvet, get ready at 12. I'm coming uh, in, honey. Hey, I yeah, know. Hey, my doctor,
4: can you believe my heart doctor's got me on one a day? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can I have
5: the name of your doctor?
4: What that is, huh? What's that? I said, "Can I have the name of your doctor?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lou. <laughs> 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 oh
3: shit. Well, I Nate, do you do remember there for you guys? Do you remember celebrating your 49th birthday? My 49th, was that in Baltimore? I don't know, I'm asking you if you remember
4: it. Uh, Do I remember celebrating my 49th birthday? God, I don't know, man. You know, that's a long time ago. Are you 49 today, Dave?
2: Yeah, I turned 49 today.
4: Oh, you know, you're a virgin,
2: Christ. (laughs) (laughs) After after having a house full of kids and being married three times, those virgin days are long
4: gone. But you know, I can pretend. Yeah, no, that's great. Forty nine, just God, that's amazing. You know, it's funny because I look back and you know, I, I'm the first to admit when I heard you know that this was going on. And I always love calling and catching up with you guys. But uh, I mean, there, I've had so much fun with Dreamer and Billy uh, Ray, and I mean, we we worked together when the business was the business. Not that it isn't now. It's 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 just more professional. I mean, it's
1: mm-hmm.
4: strapped down. It's 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 um, you know, more highly scrutinized and all that. And it it's you know, I, I just remember the great times we had. And uh, Dave, I've you know knowing you for a long time now. I'm just happy that we're all here to talk about it. You know, who would have thought a couple of years ago I didn't know about you're going to be around. That's, that's kind of my approach right now. Just got to have a good time and make the best of it, and uh, you know, and enjoy it. And so, for me today to call in and get to talk to you guys and say hi and catch up, and uh, I know all the respect all three of you paid me, so I'm I'm proud to be part of the celebration, man. Uh, nah, that means a lot. All together, you know, it was a regular uh, Wednesday because I could tell you what we would doing in New York tonight. <laughs> I'd have to uh-huh. go get a draw or get it. My limit raised on my American Express.
2: <laughs> oh my God, to party with you would be amazing at any time. Uh, listen, Just the for night you.
4: To... After I wrestled Sting in the Meadowlands, I think Tommy was there. I got a $6,000 draw from Gary Jester and spent it all that night. <laughs> oh, excuse my language. Excuse my No, I...
2: And I will say this, I will say this, I was there, I was at the Meadowlands the night that you wrestled Sting and won back that NWA championship, yeah. and that entire crowd was rooting for you, Ric Flair. That that New Jersey crowd loved Ric Flair that night to the point that Sting was actually yeah. talking trash to the fans in attendance. But you won every single person in that. In, and that was during a snow. There was a snowstorm uh, that night. You won everybody over in that arena that night.
4: I know. I went I went to uh, LT's afterwards. You know, it was uh, one of those times that I just, I love coming up there, and uh, Gary Jester. I, I keep up with Gary now, but I got, I got a six thousand dollar draw. <laughs> you know, just typical dates, right? I spent it all in New York that night. So, a lot oh, of great geez. memories, and just um,
3: Nate was that the was that the guys? biggest draw that you ever got?
4: The biggest draw I ever got? No, I, uh, I think I got. Um, the, the biggest draw I ever got, guys, was, do you remember we had the Crockett Cup in Baltimore?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Yeah, so the night, on the second night, the year that I wrestled Barry for an hour, at the uh, on the second night, we were at the Harbor Master Marriott, <laughs> and I was plugging it, you know, 18 to 28, no boyfriends, no husbands. And, and that's when, you know, that's when, you know, women actually came to the events. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it came to the hotel. Gold. <laughs> so, we we rented a suite up on top of the hotel. And uh, this is a great story. And it it's true. Gary just heard. You can call Gary and uh, verify it. So we rented a suite and uh, literally, you know, g- girls were in the elevator to the suite nonstop. Right. You guys have ever been on that property. And, uh. By the time and we we had, you know, 200 people up in that room and a guy, uh, you guys know liquor laws and how they work in every state. They, they actually opened the bar for me after it closed to bring more alcohol, which is so probably, well, they're all gone by now, uh, is so illegal. When I went to check out in the morning, my credit card bounced up to the third story. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I had to get on a plane to go to Savannah, you know, because we were doing two days. And, and Justin came down and made the save. And I don't know what the number was. I, <laughs> I didn't look. I just remember when I, every day for a couple weeks when I was home, if I could beat it to the mailbox, I just tore up the bill. So I don't know <laughs> what the number was, but it was bad. Oh my god. But um it was worth it, every minute of it. Um those are times, you know, you can't uh you can't duplicate, you can just remember and I think of me and Tommy and Terry Funk and Bully Ray and the good old days. I see Devon all the time now. He's Sorry doing to hear good, that. you know, and just Yeah, Devon's doing great. He seems very happy. We talk about you all the time. And I'm enjoying doing that a little bit. Um don't know how long it will last, but, you know, I'm just having a good time. And uh, uh as thankful as I am to be able to wish you a happy birthday, Dave, it's, it's fun just to just say hi to you guys and catch up. This pandemic for me, aside from the, the terrible health issues that's caused in the world, for me personally, it's just disrupted my, my way of life. I mean, I'm not supposed to go to a bar anyway. But to have them all closed down statewide, are you kidding me? <laughs> what would I have done two years ago? Christ.
3: <laughs> Nate, are you are you at least having fun when you go to work? Are you enjoying what you're doing right right now with Randy? Oh, I make I'm making him have
4: fun. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I won't stop. <laughs> that means you're I'm giving Vince headaches. Awesome. Need to let me wrestle our truth for the. 24-7 title.
2: <laughs> um, I, I thought that was yeah, going to happen. On. I thought you were going to pin our truth and win that 24-7 championship, <laughs> Bob Bud. That's a missed opportunity, I tell you that much.
4: Uh, well, listen, I'm working on that. I, You know, I'm just getting to the level where I'm comfortable, and you guys know what I'm saying. It's like, could I just get in character one time? It's just talking generically. It's killing me. And, you know, when you don't do it, you get out of practice, and then you... You get overwhelmed because you're trying to remember the the the, the points of the um, that you have to make, you know, in terms of the pay per view and the people and all that. work. I've always struggled with that. So, um, but it's it's so much fun for me. And I, they're doing everything possible to make sure that the kids are being tested and everybody's wearing a mask. And it's it's it's, it's a different you know kind of it's kind of a stressful thing, but. I, I just have fun with all of them. I won't let them get down around me. And they don't. I mean, I, I think everybody and I'm not implying they are. I think they all have a positive attitude. Um but you know, it's a different time and it, it's it's very you're in a real confined area. <laughs> but I, I I crack up with all of them and then I you know me, I go back over to the Hyatt and the bar has got you know about 10 chairs and I text everybody I know that'll drink I'm waiting. <laughs> 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 so I'll trap Corey Graves one night, Caronro the next, John Cohen the next. Kevin have done another night, but I try to get one to come out. Dolph, I've got Dolph on a couple times, you know. But it, it's just a different time. And, uh, you know, they work so hard, and I, I feel like they don't have an opportunity to blow off the steam that, you know, was so necessary for all of us. Madam, you walk out of that building. You've got to find a way to, you know, um, you know, cope with whatever. It's not just wrestling; everybody does. Whether you're a litigator or in a court case, whatever, you got to decompress. And uh, you know, I, I try to to make sure they're all laughing and having a good time. And I respect them all so much for working so hard. It's a, it's a different deal, you know. I you'll like this, Dave. I I tell them all the time. Listen, to you guys. I wrestled for 10 years in the Kansas City territory for an hour in front of 100 people in a 10,000-seat building.
5: That's awesome.
4: I did every night with Rupert R. Jones or somebody, you know what I mean? I don't feel bad for them at all to have 40 people there. That's what 100 people look like in a 10,000-seat building.
5: Well, when this is all over, Rick, I swear to you, me, Bully Dave, we're going to throw a Ric Flair appreciation
2: night, and we're going to party at the Marriott all night long in Philadelphia. I love it. And and really quick, because... There's one story I want, I want to clarify to see if it's true or not. There's the old story that, you know, you wrestled Terry Taylor in the Superdome in New Orleans. And this was yeah. Terry Taylor's biggest match of his career. You show up at the Superdome hungover. You ask Terry Taylor for a cup of coffee. You're a complete mess. And Terry Taylor's like, oh, my God, you know, this is the biggest match of my career. And here's the champ, Ric Flair. He's hungover. How are we going to do this? The match starts 45 minutes in. He's begging you to please pin me already. pin me, for God's sake. Is that true?
4: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll tell you, but in my estimation, <laughs> Terry Taylor was a great worker, guys. I thought <laughs> Terry was great. Here's the deal. I don't get hung over. I just sometimes get tired because I don't go to bed. I mean, that was... I can tell you what I did do that day, and that's where he'll... And if he, he thinks back, no matter how late I stayed out, I worked out before I got on the plane. So... Um, I probably could have looked a little rough from sleeping on the plane, but no, I don't know. I just uh, it was a way of life for me guys. I I, I wasn't unlike Harley or Terry or anybody else, like Tommy knows and bully knows, but I just uh was more animated. <laughs> Does that makes sense
2: Nah, I love it. And you know, you know, you talked about the, you know, possibly a movie, the the thirty for thirty, the documentaries that have been made about you. I mean, yeah. you are, I mean, you know, I mean, seriously, you know, before we let you go, and thank you so much for calling in on on my birthday. That no, means a no lot problem. to me. It really I does. It. I but like, how does it feel for you? Because that you are regarded as the greatest of all time. When people talk about professional wrestling, the first person they name is Ric Flair. I mean, how does that feel for you knowing that people look at you as the greatest of all time?
6: Um, you know, it's, I
4: don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be honest with you. It's like, I am,
3: um,
4: He's the one who... You know, know, Austin asked me that the other day, or maybe a couple months ago when I saw Steve. You know, it's just like, I I, I was watching an interview with Brett. Uh, You know, all we do, I'm sure you guys watch a lot more TV than you ever have before, too. So every time you go to Amazon or something like that, the YouTube thing pops up, right? So I'm watching these interviews, and... uh, Brett said he, he's happy after 20 years of being retired. This was an interview I guess he did two years ago, and I guess he, he retired in 99. That you're happy to be in the conversation and be remembered, and yeah, that's where I'm at. You know I mean? I just, to be 71 years old and even, you know, and, and I mean this sincerely, to even be asked to call, that it means something to you guys and have fun, that, that's what matters to me. You know, you know, for a guy that has done so many screwed up things, and I mean, really, man, I, I was I was so wrapped up in trying to, in me, in the 70s, 80s. It was just, basically, you know, I think I knew Tommy first, but what you saw was what you got. I mean, that was me. I mean, anything I said on TV, I basically was doing. And, um, you know, I made some terrible decisions personally. Not, not wrestling-wise, but personally, and then, you know, I had ups and downs, um, you know, and, and could have performed better, but I had that anxiety issue that, I, you know, I kept inside for so long because you don't want to tell. How do you tell somebody that your anxiety, if any of you have had it, I hope you haven't, is a terrible. It's a very crippling thing, and that, and to have that. And then survive all that and come back, and here I am talking to you guys. I'm, I, I'm just happy that I'm still in the conversation and, and that people uh, now appreciate uh, how hard I worked. But at the same time, I don't want anybody to think that I wasn't having fun doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I worked to me- every day, but I had fun. I didn't like sitting home. That, that's why I, I had a hard time staying married. When I had to go home for more than a day, I said, "Who are you?" Does that make sense? I didn't even know who I was living with. Wow! It was a stranger. When you're gone, when you're gone, is when I in eighty one, eighty two, and eighty three, I I didn't come home sometimes for three or four months at a time, and that was just to come into Crockett's territory to work. I didn't have any days off. I just actually within the territory, but then I'm out with all my friends, Iron and everybody, and. I didn't want to go home then. <laughs>
2: you, you loved being a professional wrestler. I mean, you you loved it. You, yeah, you I loved did. it.
4: I did. I love the business, guys. I did, and I love moments like this. So, I hope you have a great birthday, man. Thank you
2: so much. I now appreciate wife, it. You
4: gotta stay all night. Stay a little longer. <laughs> Dance all night. Dance a little longer. She can take off her dress. She can throw it in the corner. We don't care about the grace of God, Dave Ledreco, as long as she stays a little longer. <laughs> Woo! Wow, okay. Oh my God, thank you. Ric Flair, thank you so and much. I love yes, you. There's a whole world of them that can be next, but none of them can be first. <laughs> Reminder of that, she tries to go to sleep on you. <laughs> <laughs> rick i
2: love you so much thank you so much for calling it. i truly appreciate right, it that you... happy birthday man all right
4: love Woo-hoo. you man thank
2: you Ooh. all
4: right. Tommy the... Dreamer, are you're, you're still
2: married
5: uh i just got divorced from my next girlfriend i love you <laughs> there you
4: go all right what's wrong with that keep on keep it on <laughs>
2: all right thanks, thanks
3: nate take care
2: Oh my gosh, the Bye greatest guys. of all time. There is no, there is no, no question. Much, it is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it a lot. Take care.
3: This is Aussie Football Rules America with Eddie McGuire. Pat McAfee. I think the AFL is going to take over
2: America and I think it's been a perfect time for me to discover it. I feel like a child. The dudes out there
3: are just incredible athletes. The sport is so electric, it's so explosive, and I think it was the sport I was supposed to play.
0: Catch new episodes Thursdays at 6pm Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and listen at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant or however you stream in the house.
2: Let's bring in somebody who on Sunday we might be calling the new Impact World Heavyweight Champion because he's going to be involved in that fatal four-way for the vacant Impact Championship. And that is our guest right now. Eddie Edwards
6: joins the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Happy birthday, I guess. Thank you, brother. Happy birthday to Bully. Happy birthday to Tommy, whenever that is. Just happy birthday. Tommy's you one better. of the greats. Tommy's one see. of the greats, man.
5: Well, he's my protege. He knows he's the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. That's what a lot of people are talking about. I don't want to. I don't. I don't like that uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> Eddie, man, you got to uh, step up because we just had twenty-five of impromptu uh, Nature boy, uh, oh, boy. Oh yeah, and telling some
6: stories. It's What's too that? early for that. It's too early for that. I don't know if I can live up to that, but I'll do my uh, best.
5: Sometimes, uh, you know. Uh, I know in your history, you've uh, non got to bed either, and then
6: performed like. <laughs> uh, I've, done, I've done. I've done okay. I've done okay with the baby with the Babe Ruth approach. Sometimes I'm all right. <laughs> Well, to,
2: I mean, talking to some of the legends that we've had on this show, you would think Tommy Dreamer's Babe Ruth and has been around as long as Babe Ruth because people have him. He's like Walt. He's been connected. He's like Forrest Gump. He's been connected with a, every, every major event that's happened in the world in the last 50 years. It's absolutely amazing. But it sounds like we're going to have another event take place on Saturday. We opened the show talking about Slammiversary on Saturday. And there is a lot of buzz, a lot of people are talking about Anniversary, and I really think that this event, more than any other in recent history for Impact,
6: is really a gateway for more viewers for the product. Do you believe that too, Eddie? Yeah, without a doubt. I feel it's a it's a turning point for us. You know, there's a obviously a lot of stuff that has gone on in the world of professional wrestling in Impact, but you know, with Impact... It tends to happen, and we just make the best of it. I think that's the that's definitely the case with Slammiversary. We have, you know, an unbelievable card. You know, going into Saturday, we have matches. We have a lot of hype, like you said. It's going to be an exciting time, and I'm looking forward to using Slamversary, using the momentum to go forward and take impact to that next level.
3: Eddie, one of the words that we use here on Busted Open uh, and the wrestling world has used to describe whether it was, you know, TNA at the end of its run or Impact Wrestling now is reset. Um, It seems like uh, slam is another opportunity for impact wrestling to hit the reset button but for the first time in a long time i think a lot of people are feeling really good about this reset knowing what you know about slam and maybe some of the surprises that you may or may not know about you are like you know you know you're one of the cornerstones of the company now how confident are you that this saturday slam aversary will be a major reset for impact wrestling
6: uh, I, have, I have no doubt. You know, the, like you said, the things that I know, you're just going up and down the card and then the, the info that I know and and just the attitude of the boys and girls in the back. Like, I know everybody, the great thing about Impact right now is everybody's on the same page. You know, things happen, whatever. We move on. We all have the same mindset. where We're ready to reset. We're ready to kill our time anniversary, regardless of what the situation is. We're all going in there. We're going to do our best to make it something memorable, and I can guarantee that it will be a memorable night.
5: Hey, Eddie, uh, there is one factor because you and I text all the time and you're like, hey, man, what's going on with this main event? And I'm like, dude, I have no clue. Maybe they're keeping it close to the vest. Uh, There is now, I guess they announced uh, a mystery person. We don't know who that is. Um, Going into Slammiversary, Uh, does this worry you? I mean, because honestly, and I'm not saying this because you're on, you're the most consistent performer Impact has had Uh, In a long, long time, Uh, you and John Morrison were two of my favorites to just go out there. And it's it's a reliability factor of when these guys are on, you know, they're going to have one of the best matches. And with with everybody, I mean, you literally within the last few weeks, you work Ace Austin, you work Madman Fulton, main eventing every single night. Is this unknown factor uh, lodging in your head more so than all the text message you always send me?
6: (laughs) No, I mean, I regardless of who it is or what the situation is like, I, like, like you said, I have that, I have that goal. And I'm glad that I appreciate you saying that Tommy, that, you know, I want to go out there and I want to kill it each and every week, every time I'm out there and Slam's going to be no different, whether it's it's somebody I don't know, somebody I've worked for, somebody new, it doesn't matter if anything, it's going to drive me to, you know, to push it to the limit even more because I want to prove myself to whoever that, whoever that mystery opponent is, I'll be happy to prove myself to them in the match. Eddie, who do you want the mystery opponent to be? Well, I mean, if I'm being a selfish, I, uh, I I'm friends with EC3. I would love to see EC3 back. He he meant so much to TNA and Impact, and you know he was there when I first came in. So I I'm still friends with him. So I would love to see him back, and I would love to see what he's capable of doing now. You know, with the new character and stuff that we see on Twitter and on his socials, I'd love to see what he'd be able to accomplish, and I'd love to wrestle him again.
3: Do you think Eddie, EC3 versus Eddie Edwards is something that uh, Impact Wrestling could, you know, get behind and truly
6: uh, do some good business with? I think so. I, I think the story can tell itself. You know, EC3, he, he's a former Carter and all this and that. And, you know, I'm kind of I've been here the whole time struggling, doing my best to, to you know, be the face of the company, do whatever I can to help Impact. So I think that story would kind of write itself
5: when you talk about a face of the company that that is a gigantic responsibility, especially in the world that we live in, the world of uh, social media and I do feel you're a hell of a representative of that company. Let me uh, throw this scenario that I may have may not pitched uh, to the creative board. Uh, I beat moose and then take my TNA title and I become, uh, that mystery person, will that be a stinker and change the face of impact? <laughs> and then I get eliminated first.
6: <laughs> I mean, as long as it goes down like that, I'm okay with it <laughs> within the first five. That's I can do that. That's all right.
2: You know, Eddie, what's the vibe right now with impact wrestling? I, you know, I watch each and every Tuesday. I love the show. I think it's one of the better shows in professional wrestling right now. And you know, it's funny because if we had this conversation, uh, 12 years ago or 11 years ago, we would be talking about how great the knockouts division was in TNA and how a lot of times that carried the show. You look at that show right now and the way that that show opened up last night, the knockouts division is probably the best it's been in over a decade in that company. Do you feel the same way?
6: Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the quality of, of women that we have on the roster, there's been a lot of time on social media and, and between the girls themselves talking about the knockouts tag titles. Like that's we That's something that Impact could do right now because of the quality of women that we have wrestling. We can make the tag division, and each and every night, any night, they could main event the show, you know what I mean? That's the, that's the quality of matches that they're having. And I'm looking forward, you know, to Deanna and Jordan on, at Slammiversary too. I'm sure that's going to, that's going to be a barn burner and they're going to show what, what their knockouts is all about.
5: With when you depth, oh. Oh, sorry, with the depth of the women's roster. Yes, there are, um, we could go so many different ways with, for you, you're pretty much a, a, a locker room leader, unlike Moose. Um, who do you see could carry the torch for the next, like, you know, I, I remember when Bully was, you know, with the Wolves and all that stuff, you were now breaking away and starting to excel after that, you know, the, the Hardys, the Wolves, the, uh, him and, uh, Devon, who do you see as kind of like the future? Because the men's division has a lot of depth as well for the company.
6: Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of up in the air. I think it's for somebody's taking, obviously, I'll be biased and say my wife Alicia, she would be great, you know, given the opportunity. But there, there's such great talent that I think it's gonna it, it'll take one big match, maybe at Slamiversary, you know, some defining moment where it shows and, and though the girl shows to the locker. I'm like, all right, this is this is my division. And hopefully that'll be at Slamiversary, but it could be at any point. I, you know, Kylie was a great pickup. I think she's a great baby face. she's a great wrestler. You know, there's a lot of talent that we have, so it's a matter of somebody you know, reaching from that brass ring and taking
3: it. Eddie, you were around for a lot of regime changes, whether that was ownership or creative, you know, with TNA and now with impact. Um, what makes this regime different and why do you have confidence in this regime?
6: Yeah, it's kind of like I said before, like right now, I feel like impact is on the same page and that it goes from the boys and girls in the locker room to the front office. Like we have a very, Well, I know, speaking for myself, I have a very open relationship with the office and, you know, Tommy's one of my good friends and I can talk to Scott and Don at any time. But I feel like they've done a good job of leaving that door open with talent and front office. And we have D'Lo kind of the mediator in between. I think we have a good relationship between, you know, the boys and girls in the office. And it's clear that, you know, we're all dealing with stuff at the same time. Like things change. Things happen, and like we're all in this together. So, if anything, the circumstances of anniversary and circumstances leading in has kind of brought us closer together. I feel you know, I text with some of the, some of the boys and stuff on the side, and I, I'm constantly reminded that we are on the same page and we have that same you know frame of mind. Like, let's just show what impact's about. And you know, like you said, I've been here through numerous changes and stuff, and you know, it doesn't change our job in the ring. I go, we go out there, we kill it, we do our job, and we hope that things work out on the back end, but I feel right now, uh, you know, we're in a good place.
3: What's the biggest difference between Eddie Edwards, who was tagging, uh, in the wolves from, I don't know, eight years ago to Eddie Edwards today. How have you grown? How have you matured and what have you learned in this business that has helped you today?
6: You know, I I was forced after the whole thing with Sammy and the baseball bat. And that, that sent me down a whole different path and to look back and, and to say, like, it's a good thing that happened is kind of funny because he broke my face on the baseball bat. But <clears throat> it sent me down this road where I had to adapt and I had to change and I had to do new vignettes and step outside my comfort zone and see what I could do and, you know, change my whole look and all that. So, honestly, right now I feel very confident in, in where I'm at in my ability between character, between You know, promos between in-ring, like, this is the most confident I've been. Before, you know, tagging with Davey, I was very confident. I I had no doubt that we're going to go out there and kill it as a tag team. But right now, I'm confident that I can go out there, if you uh, you need me to cut a promo, whatever, work with somebody I've never worked with, I'm confident that I can go out there and do that and, and make it work for the show and for the company.
2: You know, Eddie, you mentioned the uh, team atmosphere right now with Impact Wrestling and the comfortability factor, too, even with uh, upper management with the company right now. How difficult is it for you during this pandemic? I mean, a lot going on. I'm sure everyone personally, health issues, safety, and having that on your mind and then approaching a show like what we're going to see on Saturday, which is the biggest show that the company has had in years. How are you being able to, you know, kind of wrestle with all All those things going on at one time.
6: You know, it's it's a balancing act, really. You know, for for me, I didn't take part in the first tapings uh, that we did in Nashville just because you know that was my choice. And the office was very cool about that and supported anybody's decision to not do it. They said, I know they still do, Um, but it's a balancing act. Like you know, I have my family at home, and I know I have to travel and, and do that. But it's also compartmentalizing. Like home is my home life, but when I get to work, I I got to be focused. And i I think everybody's on that same page. Obviously people feel and deal with things differently, but I think once we get to, you know, where we're shooting, once we get to the studios, wherever we're doing it, it's business. And, and that's how you have to go about it because you can't, when you think about other things, that's when, you know, things happen that you don't want to happen.
5: And, and Dave uh, and, and Bubba, and I know you experienced and I experienced this. I'll tell you when I knew I was like in a zone, I was, 27 28 years old and you could have a good match with any anyone or anything literally you work with a broomstick and and for the fans listening at home i remember uh we somebody had gotten hurt and we really needed like uh, a time on a show and eddie was kind of floating uh where there wasn't a lot of creative for him uh just because he was coming off the tag thing And they put him in the ring with, we were like, we need something, we need something. And they put him in the ring with a a Mexican wrestler who spoke no English. And they literally were like, this guy had a translator and Eddie, they had like 10 minutes to go out there before the match. And like, they're also trying to get dressed. Eddie went out there and put on a performance. And, you know, we're just talking to Ric Flair. Uh, He put on a performance with a guy that, you know, they spoke the international language of professional wrestling. And it was like, they worked a million times. And the guy was like, thank you, amigo. And I was like, thank you. And I was standing next to Conan and Conan's like, that kid has, he's like so underrated and he has like, and I go, dude, he has great matches with everyone. And that's the beauty of him. And right then and there, I saw Conan see it. And I saw different people see it. But like, to me, that was like a breakout moment for you, but it was also a breakout moment. Cause then the veterans are like, wow, Eddie, 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 Eddie. And that's how it takes off for you. So You know, for for the fans listening, I think you just got to understand and you could appreciate someone like Eddie. And I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, I hope he wins the title and then gives me a title shot. And I turn heel on him finally. And then I could leave.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. You know, Eddie, um,
2: I look going into what's taking place on Saturday and really quick, you know, Tommy's match with Moose. And, you know, Tommy's had some epic promos talking about Moose on Impact Wrestling on Tuesday nights. I'm sure, Eddie, you know what an athlete Moose is. But do you feel like, hey, this is like, do you almost want to go up to him and be like, hey, man, like you have the opportunity to be the face of this show. You have the opportunity to really step up here and be like. The name that people are talking about in the world of professional wrestling. Like, do you
6: feel like almost like, come on, wake up, take take the opportunity. I I, I want to, and I do at times. You know, I, me and Tommy. You know, we like we said we talk and stuff, and you know, we talk about Moose, and me and Moose have a good. He's one of my best friends. We have really good relationship, and it's a good relationship where I can give try to give him advice or critique and stuff, and you know, sometimes he'll be receptive to it and sometimes not, but uh, you know, Moose, he's just a freak of nature. And I feel what he's doing with the TNA championship. I think it's going really good. I think he's making it feel prestigious again. He's bringing that, prestige, you know, you talk about nature boy, Ric Flair and Moose, you know, with his robes and his suit and he, he looks like a champion and he wrestles like a champion. I, I feel like, you know, I said it before the knockouts it takes one, that one moment, that one match, that one thing where it's like, Oh, Moose he, he is the guy and I think we're just moments away from seeing that I think it could happen with Tommy because Tommy will bring the best out of him so I am really looking forward to see how that goes
3: uh, Eddie I'm assuming that your match will be the main event um, if it wasn't your match which match on this card could main event slam anniversary?
6: I mean, I would have to say the TNA title. I would say Moose and uh, Tommy. I'm always a fan of the, the title matches being main event. So it would have to be one of the title matches.
5: Not a wow. real title. Yeah. Stop buying into it.
6: Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to put, can- put it over.
2: You, you can even make a case for for Jordan Grace and Deanna Perazzo possibly being the main event on Saturday as well. Listen, there are a, there's a lot of speculation going on. Who could be coming back for this show? What surprises we might have for this show? You have seen a lot of people come and go with Impact Wrestling. Some very very talented wrestlers move on to other companies, and I'm sh- and and wrestlers that were huge main event attractions with Impact, and not so much when. And they went on to other other companies. What's what's your thought process when you see somebody that was such an impact, excuse the pun for impact wrestling, move on to another company and
6: not be utilized at all? How frustrating is that for you to watch? You know, as a wrestler, it's very frustrating. You know, see, you know, I I think impact sometimes doesn't get the respect uh, we deserve for creating stars and making stars becoming, you know, helping stars become larger than they were before. And sometimes you see it when they go elsewhere and they don't know what to do with them. And it's, it's a shame when you see guys who are unbelievably talented and you've seen what they can do in the ring, you've seen what they can do in promos, and then they go elsewhere and they're just not used right. I, I mean, I can only imagine how frustrating it is for the individual. It, it's frustrating for me to see. Um, but I think the good thing with Impact is we're, we're hiring. There's people coming back. Like People are going to have the chance. If they didn't have the chance somewhere else, come to Impact let's see what you got. Let's see what you can do and, you know, see if you can make the most of it. Well, let, let you,
3: based on what you said, let's take two names. Let's take EC three and Eric young, two guys who had a hell of a career in TNA or impact who went to the WWE and basically, you know, almost did nothing. Um, Is that something that concerns you? in your career as if, if you ever decided to leave TNA or impact wrestling and go someplace else, do you think that all of the stock that you've built up underneath your name and your character would all just kind of fall by the wayside?
6: I mean, I, I think, like I said, like I, I am very confident in my ability right now. So I feel that if, if I was given the chance, I, you know, I just need to be given the chance much like EY and EC3. If they're given the chance, they will succeed we will succeed but if you're only given so much doesn't you know there's not much you can do with it so i mean it would be a concern but you know it's uh, you got to take the risk if you want the reward you know well, we're going to find out
2: on Saturday. Again, anniversary this Saturday. Eddie Edwards, we might be talking about being a new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. This is your opportunity. If you don't get access, you can watch this on pay-per-view. You can watch this on Fight TV. But I know we'll be watching, Eddie, and good luck to you on Saturday, my friend.
6: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Tommy, I'll text you later. Thanks. Hey, hey, guys. hey, hey. hey Eddie. Leave me alone.
3: Yo. See you soon. Ooh. Oh oh <laughs> Could, could we top? Could we possibly top Ric Flair? It's not possible. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. All right, I'll bring it to me. On the line right now is the greatest commentator in the history of commentators. The greatest guy at the booth. One of your favorites, if not your favorite. He's me and Tommy's favorite. Good old <laughs> Jr. Yes, Jr. How are you today? How are those cameras? Great. I'm good. What's that? He said, "How are those calves doing?"
0: Well, I'm, they're not in your league yet, but I'm working on it.
3: <laughs> it's LaGreca's birthday.
0: I know. Happy birthday, David.
2: I, I, it's right. I, I'm not even joking. Right next to to my laptop, as I do this show each and every day, I have a copy of your book under the black hat, which I think is absolutely tremendous. It's available now my life in the WWE and beyond and it's so funny that I was just skimming through it and not even knowing that you were coming on because everything is a surprise and, and JR you calling in on my birthday means a lot to me because something that I always preach on this show is something that you said to me years ago and that is uh, pro wrestling is a community we should support one another and I try to take those words that you taught me every day I turn on the microphone to do this show so thank you sir, sir for the influence thank you sir for the mentorship that you've given me for the 11 years that this show has been on the air and thank you uh, ultimately more importantly uh your friendship so uh, th- thank you it means a lot to me
0: uh thank you dave for uh, you guys do a great job for our business i just found that over the years we've battled and clawed to get respectability to be noticed to be recognized for the hard work, the talents, do the production crews, all that good stuff, uh, and I—I I find it amazing, especially on these Wednesdays, where we have a divisive audience, We're picking sides, and this guy's this is great. He didn't get a push. For God's sakes, give me my goddamn push, will you, please? Uh, and I don't understand that. I don't understand why we can't support everybody's efforts. You know, I'm—I'm I'm probably going to watch uh, Saturday night uh, the TNA pay per view. I'm probably going to watch Smackdown on Friday, uh, but I'm damn sure going to be involved in something tonight that we're very proud of. So I think we all should just try to support each other. It makes sense to me. It's still logical to, to be divisive uh, when we're already uh, looked at as stepchildren.
2: And I think that's the biggest thing, because even here with Sirius XM, which I'm very thankful to have the platform, you know, when you're a pro wrestling show, you're looked on differently than the NBA, the NHL and the NFL. And it's a struggle already. And I remember growing up being a wrestling fan the pro wrestling fans were a community. It didn't matter if you were a WWF fan or an NWA fan or an AWA fan, you were a pro wrestling fan. It was us against them. And it almost feels like Jr. that recently here in 2020, it's like, we're fighting amongst ourselves. We should be banding together and really praising and wanting everything to do well, because it just strengthens each and every show that's on.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, Bottom line is have fun. You know, pro wrestling is not about life and death. It's about having fun, entertaining people, being amazed at the athleticism. You know, I've always said, and and you guys have heard this ad nauseum, probably all the boys create the music. The music always comes first, and then it's up to guys like me and others in my world to provide the correct lyric to that music. So you got to have great music, and then if you do, you got a better chance of having a great lyric. It's just, a, it just makes a lot of sense. So. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be uh, at this age. Hey, at this age, man, I'm just happy to be above ground for God's sakes, <laughs> much less, uh, you're going to be on the TV tonight at uh, eight o'clock your time, seven central on TNT. we got a help of a show. I think it's going to be yep. a great show. I've, I've seen the format. It looks good. But again, it comes back to one thing. Are, are the talents ready to commit and have their best night ever? And I hope that a lot of them have that philosophy and we'll see that tonight.
5: Hey, JR, uh, you've taught me a lot of lessons, and it was Terry Funk who taught me a lesson a long, long time ago when at 55 he was doing a moonsault into the crowd, and he said, if you don't adapt with the business, the business will pass you by, and you're someone who has totally adapted with the business because there are wrestling fans for generations that grew up with your voice, and you're calling some stuff, too, that you may not agree with psychology-wise, but you know that your audience likes it. and. Right. You also always give your valid truth. Do you, it's not a stretch for you because I can see that you're actually having a good time doing this.
0: Well, it's a lot of fun. uh, It's a lot of fun to not have somebody yelling at your, in your headsets. (laughs) You know, we all want to create our own content. And and some of the boys have never understood that unless you've been a guest commentator and and you hear this incessant racket in your headset. Uh, It's me like somebody the referee calling spots. Vince has said to do a, you know, bully. Uh, He wants you to do a drop kick. You know, it just, it takes you out of your game. And we're there to create content. And if we're not good enough, all of us in our roles to do that, then we should be replaced, in my opinion, including myself. So I've tried to adapt to the newer styles. Uh, I've also been working on my leg slats. (laughs) I got up early this morning and slapped the shit out of my thighs, my calves, this, Everything. (laughs) So I can be ready for tonight for a little leg slap. Hell, you, you can't have a wrestling match anymore, boys, That leg slap. Boy, if you leg slap
3: still, you don't really leg slap, do you, brother? I smack myself right in the ass.
5: <laughs> I think you got a new T-shirt, JR. Slobber knocker leg slap. That's a new <laughs> yep. T-shirt.
0: God almighty, we need more reasons for more shirts, you know. <laughs> I like shirts because they make you a couple bucks here or there, a little beer money. Uh not steal the deal from uh, Bobby Roode and James Storm, uh, but nonetheless, it's business is fun for me again, and that's all I ever wanted to just have fun, do what you do, man. You guys, look, you guys, uh, Bully and Tommy, you love to wrestle, you love to perform, you love to go out there and one up people to be the steal the show. And, it, and when the day comes that you don't have that desire to steal the show, I suggest strongly as a friend, a friend, get your ass out of it. I'm have I want to have a blast tonight. To me, I'm going to go into the show tonight. No different than I would have gone into a WrestleMania. It's that important in our world. And you just got to play with the, get, with the cards that you're dealt. And I'm downstairs ready to, to have some fun tonight with, uh, you know, we we'll probably have a 10 man booth or something, but nonetheless, <laughs> that's another story for another time. You can ask Tony Khan about that later on, you know, but anyway, I, I'm kidding. He's, he's a hell of a boss, man. He's a good boss, and he listens you
3: know, to people. Jr., you know, you talked about how much fun you're having, and I think the last time that you were on, I, I, I – I pointed that out. I said, man, JR, you can hear it in your voice. I I don't think I've ever seen you have so much fun with what you're doing. You can hear it every Wednesday night, but with as much fun that you're having, I know that you see some little problems here and there. And Tommy just said, you know, you're calling stuff that you might not necessarily, uh, necessarily agree with. Do you talk to some of the younger talents about some of the things that you know that they could be doing better to tighten the screws and and hone their game and are they receptive to it
0: well uh yes i try to uh and a lot of them come to me to ask questions you know i, I got to get beyond the fact that man I, I, i've dreamed all my life you're going to call one of my matches okay cool thank you and i'll do my best but the issue is that not everybody listens they think that uh, some think that uh like tag ropes We don't have tag ropes anymore because some of our crew think it's lame. I think it's bullshit. Heels need rules to break. You need shortcuts to gain an unfair advantage. It's just common sense. It's human, uh, basic human instincts. The villains, when they get out-wrestled, they cheat. It's never changed. It's not gonna change. So I, I, most of them listen and and, uh, are appreciative. I'm glad they asked me. But I can tell that when their eyes go off the topic, if I'm talking to you, bully, and you ain't looking me in the eye, you ain't listening. So why should I waste my breath, right? Same time, Tom, you guys know, you help helped lay out matches all your damn careers. If somebody's not listening to you, man, I'm cutting loose. We're, we're done. We're done. Go out and do your own thing.
2: You know, JR, is there somebody, is, is there kind of like that, uh, I guess, you know, locker, locker room leader in the back that says, you know what, good job, but you could have done this so much better. Or, you know, like that, you know what, really, that was a missed opportunity. Is there somebody in the back that's kind of taken that role for AEW? I think some of
0: our coaches are getting more, uh, taking more ownership. You know, I'm very, I'm always impressed with the knowledge that a guy like Dean Malenko, or Jerry Lynn share with the talents because they're they're good communicators. They're not uh, heavy-handed, and, and but, you know they can be frustrated as well. Uh, some guys just it, unless they think of it, unless it's their own philosophy, don't believe you're accurate. And, you know how would you not take advice from, from a guy like Jerry Lynn or or Dean Malenko on psychology, pacing, and timing? I tell these young guys I said, you know, your your job is a lot like being a stand-up comedian stand-up comedian takes the stage, he tells a joke. And then the good ones wait for the laughter. let the audience process the joke so they can move. You don't say, hey, why the chicken road?" Hey, do you hear what I'm talking about? No. Slow down, let them process. And I think some guys just don't have the confidence in their game uh, to work a hole, put guys in a hole, put them in a predicament, let them work out of it, let them work back into it, it's, it's so basic psychology. I was talking to Jerry Lawler last night, late, and uh, we were laughing about how some younger talents want to make the business, but well, we've reinvented the business. It's the new style of wrestling. To that I say bullshit, double bullshit. It's, we play on human emotions. If, you're, if the guy you like is in danger, if he's in jeopardy, you feel that if you give a damn about the guy. So uh, I, I don't believe that the business has changed so much. Now some of the athleticism, the pace, yeah, that's changed a little bit, no doubt. And sometimes for the better, sometimes not. But the basic uh, foundation, the fundamentals of wrestling are not going to change. It's still good versus evil. I think it should be babyfaces and heels. And even though we gotta, we'll got have a great match tonight with Cody and Sonny Kiss, and they're, gonna, they're both babyfaces, I think it'll be a good match. And those are interesting to call. Uh, and at least there'll be a... a it's not like... A, the matches I don't like calling are the ones where they have no false finishes. Or, or, or last man standing, for example. There's no false finishes except the count. So what is a false finish? When you get to eight? So I, I don't, I'm i not a big, big fan of those, but the basic business, guys, it's not going to change. And you can tell by my, my tone this morning, I'm damn sure ready for tonight. Let's go. Let's kick some ass here, man. Let's have some fun. Let's entertain people. It, but it starts with the music. And the talents make the music. So it's up to them.
2: Fight for the fall. And tonight on AEW you know, Dynamite at APM p.m. on TNT, as you just mentioned, Cody versus Sonny Kiss for that TNT championship and also the world championship, the heavyweight championship with John Moxley and Brian Cage. That should be one hell of a match. And boy, the buildup with Taz and Brian Cage has been very, very interesting leading up to the match tonight.
0: Well, Moxley's absence because of the virus oriented situations, uh, you know, has hurt that, that build, obviously. Uh, and and uh, the, the the heels have had to take a lead in it because Moxley's not been present. But so we, we didn't get the build on that that we would like because of the virus, you know, and John's got to take care of his family. And I get that. Hell, who wouldn't? If Jan was here. Bet your sweet ass I'd be home with her if she was sick, no doubt. But bottom line is, is that. I'm anxious to see how that match is going to be play out. I really am. Uh, I'm very curious. I'm far more curious about that main event. It's going to go on last. I think that uh, Cody and, and Sonny Kiss are going to start off the show with that title match. So we have bookends championship matches. Uh, and so I, I just, I think it's going to be a real fun show. Uh, it has the potential to be a really fun show. If everybody understands what they're there for, what they do, as the Rock would say, do you know your role? And the role is to get the match over, not the individuals over. It's all that I've heard you guys say here on the show, but especially, you want to go over or get get over. Well, that's a that is a great question, and it's actually a no brainer. You want to get over. The win we do I, I don't. I haven't seen the USA Today print the win loss records of pro wrestling yet, so I don't think it makes a shit. Uh, if you're a good performer, you're going to take care of yourself. Bill Watts used to say, "You got to have a, when you get to to a town." You got to have a way to win. You got to have a way to lose. You got to have a way to have one thrown out, uh, and that so that, that still enhances your character. So have a finish in mind. So it'll be fun to see how these guys play out. And
6: and I don't think I don't know
0: how many times Cage and uh, and Moxley wrestled each other. Uh, but it'll be see how they how they stylistically uh, mesh. will be it'll be fun.
3: JR, how do you feel about the dynamic between Taz and Brian Cage right now? And do you think the company has been effective in making Brian Cage the focal point and getting Brian Cage over?
0: Well, we've really tried. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've had some uh, camera work that we need to be more aware of. You know, uh, you know, Taz does not need to be standing in front of Brian Cage. Just uh, does and i not knocking Taz. He'll probably take it that way, but so be it. But nonetheless, uh, we got to have better positioning in that regard. Taz has cut some damn good promos. Yeah. Really good promos. And I, those, I, I really enjoy them, quite frankly. So uh, uh, it, it, it could have been better. I, I want to see when Brian Cage got the that, the, the, the FTW belt, whatever, uh, he didn't wrestle one bit. Is nonplussed. So if it doesn't mean a shit to him, then why should it mean a shit to me or you or the fans? So uh, there's been some. There's been a lot of good things in that uh, Bill. I like Taz's heel work, his promo work is as good as anybody we've got right now, quite frankly. So, but again, I don't know how Cage has got to show more personality. You know, he looks like a, you know a remake of Scott Steiner or some of those guys from back in the day. He's an athletic son of a gun. I admire the hell out of his work and his diet. God damn it. I said this on TV. There's kind of a subtle thing. He comes out with a shirt on. I say flippantly, if I look like that, I'd never wear a shirt.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Me and Tommy say that all the time, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, but the point is, that's just, that's what he's selling. He's selling his body. He's like a Luger. Like I said, Scott Steiner. A lot of guys we can name endlessly. They have those amazing physiques. The thing that Cage brings that some of those other guys were were not able to sustain, he's a a hell of an athlete. And sometimes he works like a baby face with all the flying stuff. And that may need to to be addressed. It's a learning process, guys. It really is. And I'm telling you guys things you already know, so I don't want to bore you with that. But bottom line is, is that a, AEW is still a work in progress. We're still developing. Tony Khan's doing a hell of a job. Uh, and I'm not kissing his ass. I not. Mean, I've got another year and a half of my contract. So I just bought a place down here in Jacksonville. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm closing on Friday. So
2: nice. I told him about well, that me that. I said,
0: hope too. You, hope you plan on keeping me. Because like <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> you know,
2: JR, again, fight for the fall on tonight. On APM on TNT, and I I, t- I said it yesterday. I hope everybody that's listening to this show right now tunes in live to <clears throat> AEW Fight for the Fall tonight just to see Sonny Kiss beat Cody because Cody, as you know, JR, <laughs> ban- banned me from AEW. It's ridiculous. I hope I hope Tony Khan shows up for the show because of my banning of. I, I would think, Bully, that Tony Khan is the one person that could reinstate me over Cody. Correct. <laughs> I hope he doesn't, but yeah, I do agree. Oh, that that's very nice. Now on that end so and the other thing, JR, and I know you listened to the show. I don't know if you heard the show yesterday, but Conrad Thompson is suing me. I got a four page letter from his attorney yesterday. He's suing me because of our chair dance competition on Monday. He wants the championship title. He's holding it over my head. So, uh, if you could talk to Conrad, too, any kind of legal advice you could give Conrad to sway this whole chair dance competition would help me a lot. I mean, I'm getting banned from AEW. I'm getting sued from Conrad Thompson. You know, today's my birthday. Not a good week for me, JR.
5: You'll survive, Dave. You're resilient. <laughs> You're resilient. Dave, I'll give you my attorney, Tricky Dicky Heyman's number. He, he'll take care of it. <laughs> <Great.
0: There laughs> well, goes my you know, uh, account. That was, hey, have those videos been posted yet of the of the, of the dance off?
2: Some of the videos have been posted. Um, not my my uh, shine, most shining moments, Jr. By a long shot, but uh, the fans seem to enjoy it. So, as well, Bully Tony and Tommy, bra-
0: look- contains a brain surgeon, huh?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Again, <laughs> Jr. Hot in high school, she had everybody do her homework for her. She doesn't know the difference between four and nine. They look very similar, four and a nine. She don't know so,
3: numbers. <laughs> she doesn't know numbers. So
2: you,
0: you know, know that. He blames only. She blames only on three hour time difference. Well, get your ass out of bed. Set the alarm clock. Get up and do your business. She <laughs> yeah, reminds me a lot of old school divas. Airheaded. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a oh, character. God. I'd rather see her dance and judge, quite frankly. And <laughs> I, I want to see Conrad's chair dance, and, you know, because I think it, he may. he didn't hear much of Conrad after that, except from his lawyer. I think Conrad was convalescing. I think he blew up. I think he blew <laughs> up in the chair dance and had to get, get a second wind. So he's a good guy. We, are matter of fact, tomorrow I'll show you how this J.R. Grilling thing goes. The podcast, my show tomorrow is about Bobby Lashley. You think Tony Khan cares? No. In, be entertaining. Uh, enjoy. Uh, I mean, it's a positive show. It's not how bad Bobby was booked or whatever. It's about my experience with Bobby and, what, and, and, and the guy that he is. And I have a lot of respect for Bobby Lashley. He's underutilized, but nonetheless, we all know that. But the bottom line is, is that Conrad does a great job with, with me, and, and uh, it's been a, lot of, a great experience, quite frankly, seriously, uh, working to do podcast with him. I like to. Hey, I tell him that we're, I tell Conrad. I said, "You know what, really, Conrad? You and me are the McGuire twins of podcasting." <laughs> Billy and <Don't>. Billy McGuire. <laughs> we're the. Me we're and Bubba got our mopeds ready on this show. Oh yeah, baby! <laughs> and they I referee Match. I, I referee matches with them one summer at spot shows in Oklahoma, and you know they couldn't have the, every match of the Texas tornado tag because they were so goddamn fat they couldn't get through the ropes. So once they got in, they couldn't get out. They were done. Yeah. I remember Bob Sweet Ten beat the shit out of them in a little spot show. We had a good house. And when they got back to the, to the uh, shower, I, I wrote this in one of my books. Uh, they were crying, I mean, literally crying because he heard them. And so uh, they said I, I, they were in the shower. Now, this is a sight. Two 600-pound guys naked in the shower. And they, they asked me, he said, Will you wash our back? <laughs> sure, brother. I'll wash your goddamn back. No problem. As long as you make, your, as long as you make the town tomorrow night because I got a good
3: thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Again, fight for the fall in tonight. Dave, if you ever want to come in the shower, me and Dreamer, and wash our backs, you can do it. Why do I have a feel? I might uh, be forced to do that one
2: time. (laughs) 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 Fight for the Fallen uh, tonight, 8 p.m. AEW on TNT. Again, Cody... You know, putting his AEW TNT championship on the line with Sonny Kiss. And then again, John Moxley, your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, going up against Brian Cage. JR, it means a lot that you called in today. Uh, You are the greatest voice in the history of pro wrestling. If you want to watch the chair dance competition from Monday, we do have some clips on Twitter, but also you can watch the entire competition on the SiriusXM app. Our video department did a wonderful job of putting that up there. So if you want to laugh and cry, you can watch that chair dance competition, and, and Jim Ross, you mean the world to me, and and thank you so much for calling in today.
0: I'm proud of your word, David, and you got some good sidekicks there that keep the, the hold the water, their share of the water. Uh, two guys I respect a lot, and uh, I, I'm, I'm just so glad. I hope the wrestling fans realize that busted open is a tremendous forum for our business. Any wrestling fan should always listen to busted open. You get information, you get entertained. And because you guys give a damn. And I give a damn, too. And I appreciate you uh, having me on. And Dave, really, seriously, happy birthday, buddy. Enjoy your day. The biggest
4: and best in baseball. Derek Jeter, what a player. You can't say enough about him. He's a winner.
5: Derek, welcome to Cooperstown. The best in baseball are on
4: MLB Network Radio. We'd like to welcome Derek Jeter.
3: One of the things that I've always struggled with throughout my career is enjoying the moment and enjoying the journey because it's always like, what's next, what's
5: next? This is it. There's nothing next. This is the highest honor.
0: MLB Network Radio.
7: Sirius 209 XM 89. And on your phone with the Sirius XM app.
2: The president, CEO, owner of AEW, Mr. Tony Khan. Fight for the Fallen taking place tonight on TNT 8 p.m. And also so much going for charity with what's going on with COVID-19. Mr. Khan, thank you so much for joining Busted Open today. Really appreciate it.
7: Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, It's great to be here. Uh, It's great to be able to promote Fight for the Fallen tonight. Uh, Just to give a little bit more background on the charitable aspect of Fight for the Fallen, we've got a website, awfightforthefallen.com, where you could make donations if you're able to, to Florida's First Coast Relief Fund and Feeding Northeast Florida, which are initiatives that are helping out in the wake of the mess that COVID's left because COVID's really punched us all in the gut and made it very difficult for so many people, not just in America, but all over the world here uh, in Jacksonville and around Northeast Florida. It's been really bad lately and uh, trying to do something to get back to the community. Dave, as you alluded to last year, Fight for the Fallen, we were uh, doing the show to benefit victims of gun violence and violent crimes. Uh, This year uh, we're raising money for COVID. And so at com, you can make a donation if you, if you're able to, and also if you'd like to buy the shirt for fight for the fallen tonight, uh, it's at fight, uh, pro It's the number one t-shirt on pro And a hundred percent of the proceeds from both AEW and pro wrestling tees are going to go to these funds feeding Northeast wow. Florida and the first coast relief fund of Florida. So yeah, it's just, and then the show tonight is going to be awesome uh, above all else. And that's, you know, free for everybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, last year we gave money from the ticket receipts to the charity of gun violence this year. There are, we are not able to sell tickets because of COVID. And that's why it'd be awesome if people can chip in and donate, but either way, uh, I would just hope people can check out the show tonight. It's going to be a great wrestling show and we're really excited about it.
3: Tony, one of the things that I enjoy about the show every Wednesday night is the atmosphere that you guys have been able to create despite the whole COVID situation. It seems like uh, every single week there might be one or two more people in Daly's place. can you speak to the atmosphere that you're able to create on Wednesday nights as opposed to the competition that might feel a little bit, you know, it's a, it's a little stale at times where you guys, you know, when it comes across on TV, like everybody's having a great time. And they're, and for all we know, there could be hundreds of people in attendance right now.
7: Well, it's not. there's not hundreds of people in the building, but there are people around the ringside area who've been tested. And uh, we've got the staff and the wrestlers who aren't on Dynamite necessarily, but people who are on Dark and people who are going to be on Dynamite or have been on Dynamite, but just aren't on this this particular episode. And for story reasons, there's often people planted in the crowd, as you've seen. Uh, But yeah, it's been great for us. It's created a great atmosphere. And uh, thankfully, we've got this pool of people that have already been tested for COVID. It's safe for them to be there and cheering. And uh, we don't have to worry about having those people at ringside. It definitely adds a lot to the presentation. Uh, I, I don't, You may have heard me say this in another interview, so I, hope, I don't want to uh, beat people over the head with it, but I, it was a non-wrestling show. I got the idea from because I was watching the tonight show and uh, Jimmy Fallon in the early days of the pandemic, when he's still doing the show in the studio had his writers and his band out there. And uh, I thought this was really neat uh, that they were able to do this and keep the show going. And they had the atmosphere And it was more intimate, sure, but it still conveyed a lot of the excitement and it was better than having dead air out there. So I really appreciate you saying that. And I feel like uh, it's had the energy of like a, a, you know, a territory studio show, but we do it in this giant amphitheater. So it's pretty cool because to have like the atmosphere and excitement of old studio wrestling, uh, but have this state of the art set, it looks pretty cool. And uh, obviously, some of the highest paced coolest wrestling stuff you're you're gonna see uh so yeah i I appreciate you saying that and we've we tried to keep it fresh and exciting and uh i i that's the one of the feedback i get all the time which is thank you very much Uh, i appreciate that man uh that's really nice to hear it means we're doing it right and i think for tonight for fight for the fallen uh it's gonna be uh really really loud and excited because organically people are really fired up about the card there's like a lot of stuff, even though a lot of the people around the ring and ringside area are wrestlers and staff and they're wrestling people and their fans, too. And everybody's excited to see John Moxley versus Brian Cage uh, for the AEW championship tonight. FCR versus the Lucha Brothers. Cody versus Sonny Kiss. And the Elite versus the Jurassic Express. They're all matches that the roster is like really fired up about. We have the Nightmare Sisters, uh, Brandy and Allie in action. And... A lot of Chris Jericho tonight. Chris Jericho is going to be doing a pro Bowl in the first hour. Chris is going to come out and talk, and it's going to Chris on the mic is great. But also, Chris is going to do the second hour on commentary, which adds a lot to the show. When whatever we're able to get Chris on commentary, uh, we're very fortunate that we can do that.
5: Thank Tony, right, Tommy, first of all, I got to make this official. There
0: you Boy, go. Yes. Floyd.
5: Yes. Um, wasn't your first vision for this based out of an episode of South Park? When you had, uh, I remember you tweeted that, and I just was like, I, "I'm a big fan already," and I was just like, "This is the guy." Please tell me about this.
7: Yeah, the WTF episode of South Park. The, the I think the Wrestling Takedown Federation is their like backyard company in South Park. They had a set. Uh, the way they set up behind their house. They had set up like bleachers in the backyard, but the way it looked, it was like theater in the round kind of. Uh, And that was the amphitheater feeling I wanted to create. So instead of uh, putting the ring up on the stage where it would only be exposed to one side, it was like we could put the ring down in the pit. Uh, We have this great big concrete pit. uh, And instead of using it as like a mosh pit, we could put a ring down there. And when you look at the two side by side, I took a photo and posted it on Twitter And side by side with the South park ring, it was like, here's the inspiration. Here's the actual fight for the fallen setup. Uh, so that is true, uh, that the fight for the fallen set. And then what came after that, which is our January 1st homecoming episode, which is, uh, best number we, you know, did all year, uh, for the big homecoming episode. And then really, uh, through this pandemic for most of the shows, it's been our home daily's place. But, uh, yeah, who knew, uh,
2: Here with Tony. Here with Tony Khan again. Fight for the Fallen tonight on TNT. Go to aewfightforthefallen.com for donations for supporting Florida's response to COVID-19. Also go to prowrestlingtees.com for the number one shirt on prowrestlingtees.com right now. The Fight for the Fallen for all donation. Again, hundred percent of the donations going to support COVID-19 in the area. And Mr. Khan. Listen, I know you have a lot of respect for Bully Ray. I know you have a lot of respect for Tommy Dreamer, but let me say this, like, and I get it, Tommy wearing the Jacksonville Jaguars hat, but I got to call him out for being a bit of a fraud because he's only wearing that hat because you're on the air. He would never, we- he's, he's a fan of multiple teams. Now, Mr. Khan, coming from the world of the NFL, do you really have respect for people who are frauds like Tommy Dreamer?
7: I appreciate like when somebody comes into the owner's box and like cheers to the jags and wears the jag stuff, so i I can't control or condone what Tommy does off the air when he's not in front of me, but certainly whenever I've been around Tommy, Tommy wears the jag stuff and, and likes the jags, so I can't attest to the fact that Tommy's a fan of all these other teams, although I have seen some evidence of it on Twitter, I look the other way and uh, when uh but whenever i see tommy tommy's always wearing jag stuff so i like to pretend that that's how it really is he's come to the games and uh hung out with me and uh i don't actually i'm working during the game i don't get to hang out but he tommy's hung out with my family in the box and he's been in the owner's suite and i've come up and visited him at after the game and stuff and he's uh been a great guest i haven't had to have tommy ejected from the owner's suite or anything like that even uh, even
3: for eating all the food in the suite <laughs> That's uh, it's The food is there to be eaten. Food is there to be eaten. <laughs> well, listen, I, I want to go to a game too, but I want to go to a Fulham game. I I, I, I want to go to the real football game. That's great. I no, would love to have you. Please, anytime. Let me know. Trust
7: me, uh, I'd love to go. If, if yeah, I mean, when the when they open the border, for you to go. And I mean, you, I, you know, if because if you went now, I guess you could go, but you'd be in quarantine for a yeah. few weeks when you get there. And. um it's one of my favorite cities. I mean, it's my one of my homes, along with being here and back in Illinois. I have a lot of homes. But uh, London is probably my favorite place in the world. And Fulham, being at the matches, is my favorite thing. And that's been one of the really hard things about the pandemic. I was there right before the border shut down and came back uh, in late February and have not been able to go back and forth. Uh, we're at a really exciting point in our season, trying to get back to the Premier League. And I think we have a good chance. So.
3: You guys are in fourth right now, right?
7: Yeah, uh, the playoff is three, four, five, and six, and the worst. I mean, we're in the worst we could do is in the playoff. Uh, we had a result yesterday; we had a draw. I would have yep. really liked to have won that match, and it would have kept put, put us in a position uh, where we would have been up in third and and climbing. Um, but yeah, was highly likely we'd be in the playoff unless something uh, cool happens. If we win our last two, you never know. Uh, but we would need some help. Well, so you know,
2: Bully wants to go to soccer Tommy wants to go to the NFL game for the Jaguars. I just want to go to an AEW event. You know I I don't know if you heard and maybe somebody took uh, liberties that he shouldn't have been able to take but I was banned from AEW by Cody Cody came on my show on this show that I founded that's the number one sports talk show on Sirius XM and he's banned me from AEW events just because of my taste in movies Mr. Khan just because I prefer police Academy over Star Wars he banned me
7: I knew you must have done something really bad that's that's <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> yeah. I, you know, now I, now I see what happened uh I don't know man I'll t- I, I you know yeah, I'll will sneak you in the back, man. I mean, I mean, uh, when you, know, you I, sneak
2: me in, you're the president, you're the CEO, you're the owner. I don't want to. Offend
7: mean, Cody. he's he Cody's have a big match tonight, and then he's going to be thrown off when he sees you on national television, and and could get tripped up, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, we got Sunny Kisses, the TNT champion. Could happen either way. Brian, I hope he d- uh, I hope we do. You. I hope
2: we have a new champion. I hope Sonny Kiss kicks his ass tonight. I, I said it on the show yesterday. I want everyone who's listening to my voice right now, I want every single fan of Busted Open to tune into AEW Fight for the Fallen to watch Cody lose that TNT championship. You know, there's another show. DVR it. Watch it later. Watch it in the morning. I want everyone on social media watching Fight for the Fallen and tweet Reading about Sonny Kiss kicking Cody's ass and winning that TNT Championship tonight.
7: That's great. Well, that's great. You know, I the thing is, Dave, I could lift the ban, but I'm not going to. Nice. Uh, it's <laughs> so I could, uh, I certainly could, you, you, as you pointed out, but I'm not going to because I think he's right to ban you for that. That's pretty Oof. horrible. See, Dave uh, Mahoney.
2: Mahoney, much better than Luke Skywalker, much better oh my- hero than Luke Skywalker Mahoney.
7: Mahoney's so- great, but you know, it's, I think there's a difference between a, a great movie and a, a real epic classic. So, I mean, look, if you're going to say Police Academy is better than. The Phantom Menace, maybe, but like, uh, you know, <laughs> here you go. let's hey, be realistic here. I mean, better than Star Wars and all what just police Academy one or what about are we talking about all the police Academy? Well, movies I mean, it, it
2: started happen? the fight. The, the fight started with Lord of the Rings. He said that the Lord of the Rings was better than p- the police that, Academy movies, which is ridiculous. You're right about that.
7: You're, now there, that's that. Now you got a point. I think you're back in, buddy, because right. uh, you might just talk your way back into the door. Because I'm with you on that one. Because uh, Lord of the Rings, I can't even do. uh, It's like the Clerks too. They had this great scene in Clerks too, where they just like shredded Lord of the Rings compared to Star Wars. Like Star Wars is so good, and Lord of the Rings. I hope I haven't offended anybody. This is probably a mistake. Don't uh, worry about but- it. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I Tony. can't get into it. I- Hobbits and stuff. It's not my thing.
5: Tony, uh, a lot of our audience are wrestling fans. And I think the greatest part about you is you are such a wrestling fan that you're still a wrestling fan. So am I. So is Dave. So is uh, Bully. And for you, and and please tell me this story because I have a a tail end of it. It's your birthday. And you, at what, 16, wanted to go to the ECW arena? No,
7: that's not true. All the details. What happened? Everything's so nice. The introduction was so nice, Tommy. Uh, And so so what it was, is, I was 13 years old and I got into uh, the University of Illinois Laboratory High School, which is this really good high school. We had the top ACT average in the country for my graduating senior class. And uh, the class, I think, before us did too. And uh, it's it's a tough school to get into and you had to apply and pass a test and uh, you had to get in like, you know, night over 99th percentile on this test to typically get in. And you had to be over 90th percentile to even have your uh, application go in. And, uh, so I didn't want to go. And my parents talked me into taking this test just to prove I could get in. I got in long story short, I'm sorry. I've probably already made it a long story, but, uh, when I got in, uh, they said, look, we want you to go. And I felt like they bait and switch me. They tricked me and they said, we're sorry. You can, uh, basically, uh, we'll do almost anything you want within reason. Like we, we really want you to go to the school. So I said, okay, uh, if that's the case, uh, then I want to go to ECW and I want to go to these two shows. And it was, uh, the RSPW convention weekend. And I thought it would be a great time to go. And it was the doctor is in, uh, Tommy dreamers bringing in a mystery partner, which turned out to be Dr. Death, Steve Williams, wow. uh, all- some of the people there, I think, might have had an inkling or knew, but I really didn't want to know who it was. And I had all these, I mean, I think they wanted you to think it was going to be Terry Funk. It uh, could have been Terry Gordy, but, uh, you know, it was Steve Williams. And um, and then for me, uh, it was so cool because Chris Jericho wrestled his last two matches in ECW on the two shows I went to. So I was 13, and uh, I saw Chris versus Sabu at the Lulu Temple in Chris's penultimate <laughs> ECW match. And then I saw uh Chris versus uh Rob I mean sorry, Chris versus Two Cold Scorpio in uh Chris's last ECW match and Jericho versus Two Cold Scorpio is a classic match. Then they had the intermission, obviously the, the Dudleys were featured on this show in ninety-six, it was an earlier iteration of the Dudleys, but Bully Ray was there and uh Tommy was there and Taz was there and uh so many people uh, uh that I love and, and they're close to me now were there. And uh, it was cool. So it was like my one big request after my parents pulled what I thought was the ultimate bait and switch on me.
3: <laughs> That's oh, Tony. Tony, one of the biggest compliments I've been paying AEW, um, at least a compliment from me, is the, the the relationship that AEW has with its fan base. And I liken it to the relationship that ECW had with its fan base. And you know, one of the most important aspects of ECW were the fans, if not the most important aspect of it. With AEW, we see this same loyalty with your fan base, whether it's buying tickets, to your live events or or now watching your tv show and being ultra loyal on social media um how much of that 13 year old kid that was at the lulu temple or was at the ecw arena has carried over into your product because you got to experience probably one of the most special times in pro wrestling history
7: A lot. I mean, a lot. And it's all in the name of the show even because Dynamite's uh, show I've been writing since I was 12 years old. And there's been a lot of different companies and there's been an NCW and an ACW. There was never an AEW until this AEW, but there's been a lot of Dynamite's. And, uh, you know, Fight for the Fallen uh, is like, I've always wanted to do a big wrestling charity show. And when we came out and did Double or Nothing, Fight for the Fallen, you know, which was tonight again on TNT, Uh, is one of the things I always wanted to do, uh, especially after dad, you know, eight years ago, brought our family to Jacksonville and, and bought the Jaguars. And, uh, when we started AEW, I always wanted to do a show like fight for the fallen and give back. And, uh, so it's always been a dream for me, uh, to do this and, uh, to, to be the president of a wrestling company and frankly, to to book matches and uh being able to do that is is one of my favorite things i've sat in the chair next to tommy tommy's agent in matches on my shows and uh he's great and uh he, he knows how much i have fun doing it and he can tell you firsthand from experience like uh how much i enjoy doing it and frankly since last time i saw you in the chair and we did it uh uh i've learned a lot so much from all the people we work with and uh I, I feel like the shows in the next, you know, in the coming years can get better and better and better. And that's, what's really exciting because I think we've done some of the best wrestling anywhere in the, you know, in the past year. And I think it's only going to get better. And tonight is a show we've been building to for a long time. And I just really appreciate you guys having me on and give me the chance to plug it and to plug the charity. Cause it's really important to all of us too. And again, I'm going to leave a- it like
5: this. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, Tony, you've changed the wrestling business for the better. I can't thank you enough personally and professionally because I love the wrestling business. Three greatest pay per view I ever saw, ECW One Night Stand, Double or Nothing, and Heat Wave. I've ever been a part of. So you're in that one at number two. And I love you, man. I'm out. I'm done. Thank All right, you, Tommy. Tommy. I appreciate Tommy's it.
2: out with still five minutes left in the show. Uh, AEW <laughs> Fight for the Fallen. Com com for donations. Yo, go to ProWrestlingTees.com for the shirt. Now- back. Yeah, he's back. Okay. Yeah. Uh he's never been good with time. Uh you made it clear that you're rooting for Sonny that's Kiss in the do match the time. With
7: That's that, that's why I do the time, Tommy. <laughs> that's why they have me do it.
2: <laughs> now, you made it clear to our audience that you're rooting for Sonny Kiss against Cody for Fight for the Fallen tonight. Talk about the oh, uh, I did. Talk about, oh, I did. Yeah, talk about the main event, uh, you know, what you think of this main event again, John Moxley, how he's been as champion and going up against uh Brian Cage tonight for Fight for the Fallen.
7: Well, our good friend Taz had a lot of points about uh, AEW, that we run a really tight ship and that we we don't run a sloppy shop here and that we have done everything we can to keep people safe in the pandemic. We shut down for a while and shut down for over a month while we were putting together a testing program and we taped shows in advance and then shut down where we built the most robust testing program in wrestling. And we have Dr. Sampson, who's well known in the wrestling business, Doc Sampson, uh, is known for saving Jerry Lawler's life live live on Monday Night Raw, and he's a top doctor in Florida, and he's a top doctor in sports and top doctor in wrestling, and he put together a COVID testing program that we have every week. I've already been tested, and uh, you know if you come on site or within our bubble, our floor of the hotel, you have to have a wristband and have to be on or at least on the list and have a reason why you took your wristband off. Like, you're, you know, you're shooting some kind of a promo or something or or wrestling. And uh, so we've got a really, really smooth uh, thing we've been doing. And frankly, uh, what didn't fit in with our protocol was when uh, you know, our people have had secondhand exposure to COVID Uh, we can't take any chances and certainly don't want those people traveling and exposing other people. So then it's hard to even get them here uh, to, be part of our testing program. And in this case, John's wife had been exposed. So we were concerned and then John's wife tested positive. And uh, so what we had to do was then John had gone and gotten a test with her. He was negative, but since she was positive, we're concerned that maybe he could have been infected since while they were waiting for the result, John went back and took another test. Again, he was negative. We just felt like uh, why take a chance? This match is so huge to us. Uh, everything great is worth waiting for. And in this case, Taz really poured gasoline on the fire and helped make the match bigger than ever. And now, uh, tonight, Moxley versus Cage is a reality. Both guys have passed their COVID tests. Taz passed the COVID test. Everybody here has passed, and it's going to be a great show tonight. Moxley and versus the- Cage.
2: We'll see what happens. Uh, A-E-W Fight for, the for all donations. Again, please watch Fight for the Fallen tonight live on TNT at 8 p.m. And again, also go to ProWrestlingTees.com, buy the Fight for the Fallen shirt for donations. And Mr. Khan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And I hope you're, the next time we have you on, you're an Emmy Award winner as well because what you've done for the world of pro wrestling is has been
7: really, really great. And I hope I'm back in the Premier League with Fulham and uh, and Go Jags. And fight for the fall, and thank you, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The
7: Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards.
5: The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up?